You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Hi, it's Socially Awkward Maddie, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Voluntary Vixens podcast, joined as usual by my fellow introvert, yet here we are podcasting, right, Jesse? Yep. <laughs> and we've uh, got a little bit of a crowded house tonight, but uh, the more the merrier, and uh, I resent the fact that I'm going to make this corny joke, but we are social distancing um, in this little, little <laughs> yes. party that we're having with the folks over at Volunteerism in Action. I said that right, correct? Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right, I didn't blow the intro. Yay. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us, those listening and everybody on the line with us. Um, and thanks, Jesse, for actually checking regularly our accounts and <laughs> social media. While I'm very active on our Instagram, uh, I could not even no offense everybody i love everybody but i couldn't be bothered to get on facebook more than my only my (laughs) my sole account right now and one twitter account is enough for me to handle so everybody who ever reaches out on either of those platforms um thank you for doing so please continue to do it we love hearing from you and connecting with everybody but um jesse holds the fort (laughs) on those so yeah glad you guys reached out this is um I've seen your account. I've seen your stuff online. Uh, I follow you, um, but definitely interested in hearing more about who you are, what your organization does, and yeah, just uh, the beautiful world of volunteerism that I really yep. wish we'd all uh, sort of wake up to and move towards. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, definitely. We've got- Common. We we hope that everybody starts recognizing it too. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Uh, I'm Callie Gunnels. Um, I've been with Voluntarism in Action now for about two years. Uh, Logan Davies, who is pretty much the head of this entire wonderful nonprofit organization, brought me on board, and um, it has been quite an adventure. Uh, we started out pretty small and we have a nice community group now and uh, I pretty much run the helm for Instagram and I'm project manager and I do a lot of digital content. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, Callie's our Instagram lady too. Yeah. So we yeah. Common. <laughs> so. Got it. <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah Perry and um, I've been with Voluntarism in Action for a year now. I think just this month made it a year. And uh, I just joined up through, I was a member of the community group and um, Logan one day messaged me and he was like, hey, do you want to like join and help us do stuff? And I was like, sure, because actually I had been looking for a way to, um, I feel like I was doing something in the liberty movement, just feeling frustrated with you know, the world and politics and just wanting to spread the message of liberty and trying to find a way to do that. So um, I was really grateful he asked me to join and I uh, got to meet Callie and then Sam came next. I uh, started the editorial department. So we have um, articles going now and just building that up more and more on our website. And um, it's been really, really fun. And just so great meeting more voluntarist women. That's why I was drawn mm-hmm. to your podcast. Yeah. Like your whole premise yeah. Is yeah. that there are women in this movement. <laughs> we were actually discussing how it was pretty male dominated with voluntarism in action, and then we the trifecta kind of came into the field. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, why don't you tell them uh, how you came on board too? Um, so I came on by Callie's recommendation for me. Callie and I became Facebook friends 
over um, a Facebook argument <laughs> that we were both involved in. Um, and we've just gotten along ever since and bounced off of each other. And um, I was already sharing a lot of opinions about liberty and voluntarism on my personal account. And on um, I was a member of the community group as well. And um, Callie just pushed our director, Logan, to um, bringing me on. And he ended up private messaging me and I agreed to. And I'm a content creator. I help with the editorial team with writing articles. I make content for the community and um, for Facebook as well. Awesome. Um, question, because it's making... So your online community that you guys all found yourselves in and through in various ways kind of reminds me of... And I don't know if you guys know how Jesse and I got started, but... <laughs> We've never met in real life, but we met through an um, online internet <laughs> liberty oasis. We've a few of those arguments before. Liberty oasis. And, um, <laughs> we haven't met each other either in person. No. no. Not, that's, not, that's what I was going to ask, if you guys have like, ever met in person. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm up in Alaska, and they're down in the south somewhere. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, when I joined, I was in Utah, but I'm um, I'm in Savannah, Georgia now. Um, Callie and I are actually from the same hometown, but haven't met before. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The world is tiny, you know, yeah, once, you're allowed, once you're allowed yeah. out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Um, that's very cool. And I'm sure it felt good to start being a part of something and hopefully, I would say, more effective than, you know, the usual libertarian banging on keyboards, which we've all been there. Um, I'm yeah, still yeah. there time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse lives there. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. She's an eight. It's good to be part of something. It's, um, you know, our, our voluntarism in action really started out so small. And I mean, what we've grown into is really, truly incredible. Um, our community group is something else. I mean, people every day are sharing um, fundraisers in there. And it's a, it's a great platform to get people's fundraisers seen and have engagement to them and get donations. And, uh, you can say that we're still kind of a middleman there, but we really do allow people to have exposure. And um, the other thing, too, is it's just small acts of kindness. People buy each other medicines on their dinner. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that's just the small part of it. And then you have our large scale. I mean, our what we've done, our fundraisers. Um, and I'm sure, you know, y'all have seen, but our, our business fundraiser right now is doing incredible. And it's uh, really important that we uh, get this money out to these businesses who really do need help and who have been affected by riots. And, you know, so it's been a journey, that's for sure. Yeah. Going off of what Maddie said about the keyboard warrior thing, um, well, I do think it's important that we share our opinions and share our ideas. Like, I don't want to ever bash that. I think it's important to get that out there, especially with as much visibility as like these social media platforms mm -hmm. get, our basis mm -hmm. is kind of doing more than that and actually showing people that what we're doing is working. Um, mm -hmm. Even in our um, community group on Facebook, we have, I, I know a personal friend of mine who is totally a Bernie bro and is definitely a member there. And it's like, they're seeing this in action. They're seeing it work. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's amazing. And uh, like that right there is a, very good example of okay so you're a classic bernie bro and you think that you're a charitable good-hearted well-intentioned person and so what do you do you vote for bigger government right like that's yeah. how it works right <laughs> same song no <laughs> <laughs> it's not how it works and it doesn't mean you're charitable if you're going to have the strong arm uh violent gang of the government go out and you know extort money from people to give it to x y and z party whether or not it actually trickles down to those in need is like usually a whole nother issue but mm -hmm. so um you mentioned I, and i saw and i uh, retweeted it earlier but i did see that you had the business charity going on um so ha like i guess 
could you give me a little bit of like some nuts and bolts and how you guys um, pick a cause, how you guys um, establish it, like people on the ground um, and just sort of like so people listening can one, you know, be more inclined to actually support your various causes. But, you know, it kind of, again, just lets, paints a nice picture and shows like how this actually happens in real life. Well, um, it, it varies on a lot of different things, I think. Um, we really do try to help people who need the most help. Um, of course, for example, when COVID happened, um, multiple families lost nutrition for their children because of public schools. People rely on public schools to feed their children. Um, so we really wanted to tackle that and help out families who were unable to feed their kids or go to work, had lost their jobs. Um, we do try to take attention to the things that have national scale attention also in the fact that they're important. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it's really trial and error. It's like a, the Nashville tornado fund that that mm -hmm. happened because of the devastation that happened in Nashville. I mean, it was unprecedented. We haven't had damage like that from a storm in a long time. And so, you know, we try to just tackle issues when they arise. Um, but we I don't know. We had something different. Yeah. yeah, we actually had something different planned for June entirely. And then um, <laughs> then all the these riots started happening, the protests and <laughs> the small businesses got hit pretty hard. And so we were like, we need to switch gears, put that on hold for now and focus on helping the small businesses mm -hmm. rebuild. Yeah, a lot of what we do is in response to what is coming, like right at the moment. Um, Callie mentioned the tornado relief. We had, we, I think... Um, brought in um, over 5k for that one um, wow. and there was also the Australia wildfire emergency fund um, and I think that was about the same um, and riot relief is um, for small businesses is closing in on 30k and that one's still up yeah. holy cow yeah that's great and we're still we're still doing COVID relief forms too for families I yeah. think we've about 140 40 plus families now I want to say and um so that's been that's been really successful too if you were to ask me especially just how how many followers we have now and how we are growing presently that is really really good I'm super happy that it's going as well as it has yeah people like to criticize voluntarism the philosophy and say that Oh, that's that's so utopiast. That could never happen. But yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that sounds great. But does it really work? Yeah. yeah. Does it work? <laughs> yes, it does. No, Come see it. That. <laughs> Stuff that we do every day in the. Community. I mean, it's it, it's also it's also apparently obvious, and if you just look at statistics, I mean, four hundred mm -hmm. billion dollars is given to charities a year. I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean, yeah, it, it just goes to show that people will actively participate in helping others when when that's something that they want to do. And um, if you stopped taxing people at 37 percent of their income, maybe <gasps> they would be inclined to give even more of that money. It, absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That it doesn't work well it's already working it's just a matter of making it on a bigger scale making it more obvious to people and I think a lot of it too is changing how people think mm -hmm. it's changing how they think about our system and about what goes on in our government and truly just trying to narrow it down to the common denominator who constantly fails the people and I mean it's not voluntarism <laughs> yeah, and what's a common case. argument that um, people say, oh, well, humans, like, we can't trust people to, like, want to give and everything like that. And you're like, and it's like, yeah, but the government is made up of people. If you don't trust people, then why are you trusting the government? And Yeah, absolutely. And vice versa. Like, um, it just, we're... Um, I can't remember what my po next point was going to be, but like, <laughs> yeah, if you can't, if you can, if you don't trust people, then why do you trust the government? Oh, and then my other point was, um, if you, if you don't trust that people like will want to give, like, look at how, um, 
like for liberals, for example, look at how much you want to enact these policies and these welfare programs. Like you're as much as you're wanting to like campaign for that. Why don't you just give out of your own pocket? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where it's done more effectively and where it reaches more people. Right. And the other thing with small businesses too, it's like, People, you know, why were why are we focusing on small business? Well, small business produces more money back into the economy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you, people need to start realizing that corporatism and and government run anything is really inefficient. It just doesn't work, and right. it always leaves room for abuse and everything. Yeah. And it funnels govern it funnels money back to the government and to, yes. back to itself. So yeah. it doesn't get down to the people that matter. Yes, exactly. Logically, it just makes sense to remove the middleman. Yes. You give yes. more money to more people. <sighs> and I, think, them. I think that liberals actually do have a good heart, and I think they really do want to help people, but they've just been sold a lie that government's the way to do it the most efficiently, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the same can be argued for Republicans, too. Uh, they quite heavily rely on government, even though they pretend not to. The whole point is to get everybody mm-hmm. to at voluntarism and see it as not only an idea, but something that can be done on such a mass level. It's 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 not far fetched. There are small kindnesses every single day. Um, voluntarism happens all the time, and. Mm-hmm. That's just it. It's just, do you want to implement it in such a way where it can be more effective and replace the system that we have now? Um, I don't know, you know, how that'll all go. But for us, for our organization, we want to help everyone and we want everyone to have access to something and and not not anything that is coerced from others. Mm-hmm. Just brilliant. And, you know, again, it's like uh, Sam was saying, people are every we all say it, but, you know, uh, I think maybe it was Sarah, Sarah's point, like, we're called the utopianists, but like, yeah, we're, I think, the realists. And it's a matter of knowing and understanding human nature, both the good and bad sides of it. But like, especially, you know, working to bring out ways for the good to be enacted and um, and uh, more efficiently. Because there isn't that um, big, annoying, burdensome, bureaucratic middleman that really just pays off um, his friends and the table scraps might go down to the the poor and the needy. Um, and, and if they do, you know, it's inflated away by the Federal Reserve. And that's a whole nother matter. But so, um. you know, like learning about organizations like yours that are actually doing these things and um, helping people that want to donate and want to give to others in need. I thank you for being such a conduit. Thank you. We're just so happy to be a part of it. I mean, like seriously, it is the best thing I've ever done. It is. I really, really love this organization. I truly believe in it. And like, it's not, it's not even just here in America. Like we, we just helped a whole group of people in Sierra Leone um, through the Tony Lane Kids Compassion. And that's amazing to me, like that, that, that reached so far, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's incredible because it's not just about, you know, here too, it's about everywhere and everywhere has corrupt government. And and, I mean, you just want to reach all different kinds of people from all over who really do share just a common idea. And that's truly just kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about everywhere everywhere being affected by corrupt government. Look at Sierra Leone. Look at the yes. entire continent of Africa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people tell you to, oh, if you don't like government, go vote. And that's how you change things. But you don't see the bloated bureaucracy that makes all these decisions that affect you all the time. And you don't vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> Now the people that are voted in. They make so many decisions that affect you and they take your money and you don't get to vote for those people. 
Yeah, voluntarism existed long before government did, too. If voluntarism didn't work, we wouldn't be alive right now. Exactly. Exactly. It is the basis of human interaction, which Mm -hmm. I would like to say is also what economics is. People like to say that it's some mathematical equation. It's not. It's literally the study of human beings. It is the study of us. It is our interaction. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like well, yeah, like voluntarism has been around long before government has. Government wouldn't exist without it, actually. If you want to. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. So. No, that's a good point. And um, like that just reminds me exactly of kind of like why I actually started enjoying economics, because I started to see it as, oh, like I was a bio major, like. I love studying the natural world and the organisms in it and how does everything work together and what's a symbiotic relationship and then understanding that economics is really just the study of human action and like humans as animals and, you know, again, for better, better, for worse, but, you know, that it's predictable to a lot of, to a large degree. And so, you know, that it, it was something that we could all understand and that we were all a part of. And so, you know, the way that everybody, well, not everybody, but so many people when the COVID thing like really started and the lockdowns <laughs> were enforced and it's like, do you care more about the economy than people? And it's like, I know you guys, if still you're people. listening. Uh, still talking there's, about people. Those are all people. It's just like a yeah. lot of people, yeah. a lot of people together, yeah. you know, like that's the economy. And so, yeah. you know, like you said, um, the fact that you guys have been helping uh, families that weren't able to feed feed each other, feed themselves um, during and as, as a result of COVID lockdowns and then how harmful these riots, whatever you want to say about them, what, these riots and the property destruction that I am never, I am, I've never wanted to con, um, condone property destruction. But so, you know, all those small businesses and real life individual people that have to, again, feed their families and they were probably like slammed from the COVID issues uh, that, again, mm-hmm. our dear Lord saviors, the government, um, had to enact upon us. And then it's just like, what a year it's been. I mean, you guys have had just an endless amount of uh, <laughs> of fuel or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, <laughs> ammunition? I don't know. Just a lot yeah. to work with. But, it's um, been work. <laughs> and we have such a small team, too. It's really yeah, amazing insane, how much we've been able to. Insanely small. Yeah. <laughs> Lean and efficient, right? Yeah. <laughs> Half of our team here right now on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about it. And when you think about it, like for as many platforms we have and everything, it's just insane. <laughs> like, yeah. But we do good. I'm proud of us. I mean, we really are. All of us are so compassionate about helping each other. And I mean we we really believe in this like this isn't just a pastime for us like this isn't just i'm sorry i have a really loud helicopter like <laughs> they found you <laughs> they found me. but um Shit. yeah i'm talking about it i'm watching you guys but um, are you talking about capitalism <laughs> this isn't just a pastime for us like we really believe in this like and I, like we were talking about earlier, even before we came on here, is that it's just so nice to see other women <laughs> who are <Yeah>. voluntarists. <laughs> it really seems like when you get down to how many people aren't voluntarists uh, or, or don't know that they are, and mm-hmm. then you realize it's largely men. But so to find the women, too, it, it really is so nice. I think that's something... Like-minded women, yes. Yeah. Yes. We have a lot to thank for with our community as well. Um, we have so many regular supporters and people who are just involved in the community group and who are involved in the fundraisers and the actual page and all of our social media platforms. Um, some of our most involved community members are women. They're just driven yeah. by the compassion in their hearts, um, men too. But yeah, we have a lot of um mothers and you know kindly women that are just all for compassion all for campaigning for um freely giving yes shout out to athena flieger yes we love (laughs) athena (laughs) yay athena (laughs) she is a great community uh member um very active in there so very cool um i want to join the community 
please do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> VIA um, in? Okay. <laughs> VIA um, in. The VIA community is a Facebook group. Um, you just request to join and we'll let you in. Um, there are some questions that you need to answer. Um, but yeah, it's just a place where people are really just um, sharing memes and some fun content and um, lots of acts of kindness. Like people will go in there like saying if they need help with like dinner or something like that, or if they're short on funds for something and they need help, they'll post their PayPal and people really do just help each other out. Um, and we help people with their personal charities as well. Like we don't always have to be the middleman. We don't always mm -hmm. have to be the one in between these fundraisers. We help people like, um, with getting engagement for their own charities and their own fundraisers and yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. We used to do features. We still do them. Um, we do community uh, causes. So we feature them through the main page and stuff too, which really does allow a lot of exposure to be, uh, to, to allow a lot of exposure for their fundraisers. Um, the other thing too, we like to do in the community is try and educate a lot of the members on certain things. Um, we know that GoFundMe is like a very widely used platform um, mm -hmm. for people to do crowdfunding, but the actuality of it is, is like if you actively share those on Facebook, the algorithms just completely block them out. And we want people to understand to use Facebook fundraisers there and stuff too. And we like to post a lot of things regarding help um, for local areas as well, um, if people need help and stuff like that. So, I mean... We both want to educate and give opportunities. We've run some contests. We had an essay contest. Oh, my goodness. The essay that won <laughs> that contest, you guys. Very good. Maze. Dan Johnson. You have to read it. Yes. Do you have yes. it posted? It was incredible. Do you have it posted? Um, I'm sorry. Do you, it, do you have it posted anywhere? Yes. It's, it's, it's our, in our editorial section, Our The Wire. Um, the VIA wire and our website, okay. VIA, uh, VIA.org. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's about the Cajun navies. It's, it's, li it's, it's incredible. I think <laughs> everyone should read it and it really will open your mind to volunteerism and ex exactly what it stands for. Shout out to him too. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a, it's a great addition to some of our philosophy articles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That just if you're ever looking for information on how volunteerism works, what your individual rights are and things like that, then we have philosophy articles, including the Cajun Navy's article um, that was included in our essay contest and won a lot of really good information there. Yes. Yeah, we started the philosophy section in the um, on our website just to help people have easy articles they could share with friends to share this is what the voluntarist philosophy is and um, just get to give people the basic rundown um, if they're having a hard time explaining it to friends then it's just a mm -hmm. good we wanted to have a good resource for people to convert friends <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I think that one thing that I've run into especially like at least for me is that when I tell somebody that I'm a voluntarist then they always ask, well, what does that mean? Because that's not a very common, mm -hmm. you know, phrase. So I have to say, well, it's pretty much a libertarian. It's a little bit less involved with government and much more involved in individual rights. And and um, and then sometimes I'll get asked, like, well, is that sort of like, is that like where like the Ayn Rand people are? <laughs> are, are they kind of like that? Because a lot of people associate Ayn Rand with like not charity at all. Yeah, or not charitable at all. And so mm -hmm. you kind of have to, so everybody pretty much assumes that if you're on that side, then you're not very charitable. And mm -hmm. you're, you know, so do you ever kind of run into that with some people who are like, who think that, you know, you, Greedy you can't capital. possibly yeah, exist, really basically. Made up word. That's what I've gotten. I literally had someone tell me that I was using a made up word. I was like, no, <laughs> no. It has or been around. Voluntary has been around for a very long time. 19th century, like. Yeah. Or people that tell us that we hate poor people and stuff and yeah. like, classic. <laughs> Logan Just told me once that he really he wants volunteerism in action to be so successful partly 
to show his leftist friends that this can work. Yeah. Yeah. That voluntarists, yeah. anarchists, libertarians are giving charitable people. And we see that every day. So, yeah, we definitely have big shoes to fill. Yeah. A lot to prove. Yeah. It's an uphill battle for sure. Mm -hmm. It's true. But that's another one, too, that gets misconstrued. People tell you that anarchism means chaos. No, it doesn't. It means Mm -hmm. peace. It's see, there's there's this we have taken words and made them mean things that they don't mean anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I think people attach ideologies to things that aren't even true. And I blame the hardcore movement for doing this to anarchy because, like, Mm -hmm. they – I really do. No offense to you guys, but (laughs) y'all – really kind of mess that one up but <laughs> i don't know if they're listening but <laughs> they might they be listening My, <laughs> they've left now you know i'm saying but i i do i think like you have to really approach people very positively too like you have to really kind of be nice to people you really need to you don't I feel like a lot of the times when people try to discuss things that they really believe in so strongly like even myself i'm guilty of it sometimes you get you get worked up about it, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's also a matter of really actually practicing what we preach and kindness and, and being peaceful and actually like making that ideology present, even mm-hmm. in our conversation, um, that voluntarism is a peaceful idea. It does work. And you just have to talk to people to and appeal to them in certain light. And I think a lot of that is very important. I've learned over the years is how to talk to people. Yeah. And then I think, you know, what's uh, so important about an organization like yours is that for me, you know, I am mostly the wallflower. I don't speak up. I, I've tried before and I'm not, I'm like a great, I'm a, a, not to toot my own horn, but like, I'm really good at like writing to express how I feel. But yes. I don't really speak well because um, I do get really like choked up. But I'm so passionate about these beliefs of mine. And, and, you know, it's only just gotten more so enhanced over the years as I've gone further and further down this rabbit hole. Um, you know, once upon a time, I was a conservative. And, you know, then I started seeing where my blind spots were and realizing, oh, my God, I can't, like, have these beliefs and still think I'm a good person, honestly. Like, and so, um, but what I'm getting at is that, you know, being able to show action, action speaks louder than words, I think. And so, especially in a time right now where it's really hard to, listen like I don't know I'm kind of just like watching everybody and so nobody wants to listen nobody wants to listen to the other side and so you know what I think like actions must prevail and so actually participating and like living the life walking the walk and like doing the things it's like I don't care what you're all saying in the background nothing what you're saying is correct I'm going to go show you my truth because I'm living it and we're going to make it work that way. And like, this is, you know, kind of like lead by example, because honestly, you know, most people aren't going to want to listen to something that they don't want to hear. Yeah. Like yeah, Jesse I think said that's the before. Key. And I don't think anybody's listening to each other anymore. That's why we're so split right now. Yeah. And like Jesse said before, um, the socialists and the democratic socialists, they mean well and their ideas, they just, They've been lied to. It's a little skewed. I mean, like once upon a time, I was a Bernie bro, and I realized my short my shortcomings with my ideas and my opinions as well. Once there you see it hope. actually working, yeah. <laughs> see, there's hope for the Bernie bros because here we have yeah. Sam. <laughs> fire alarm. Ooh, okay, no fires. Are we good? <laughs> We're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> All right. That was Sam's COVID alarm. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I swear we're not in the room with her. <laughs> I'm good now. I'm just coughing sometimes. <laughs> On occasion. On occasion. Well, you look pretty good for having COVID. 
Oh, well, I've mostly gotten over it, but um, I told Sarah and Callie not long ago that I was like, if this is COVID, I'm seriously unimpressed. It was not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I I will say I'm a very healthy individual, so. Yeah. I mean, I think Sam is more than I think about running. (laughs) So... I don't know why I hate running. I just do I hate it. running. I hate running too. I'm right there with you. I hate it. I don't do it though. If you do it and hate it, good for you. But I hate it. Hate it. Yeah, I've run. I've ran two half marathons, and I hate it. But I do feel really good after I have a yeah. good run. Yeah, you feel I know. really good. I feel great. I like to if be I could just remember how good I'm going to feel later, I, I yeah. would be more motivated. But it's just it's hard to remember that. Yeah, you just think about how you're dying in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> yes. pretty much. And it's so monotonous. It's so much oh, easier to yeah. get through, like, strength training and, like, bodybuilding workouts to me. That's what I want to be associated with. Yeah. <laughs> I love strength training. I hate cardio, just in general. Same. We're, like, mm-hmm. twins. I'm so yes. excited for my gym to open back up on Saturday. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Masks aren't required. I'm in. <laughs> right? that's it's been such a mess I I know everywhere is kind of affected differently with with um the measures of COVID and stuff it's uh that's the other thing too that I've noticed really that people think opposite of is um COVID really has impacted healthcare so badly like I mean I think people forgot that when you um institute a lot of restrictions and stuff that it makes just getting an appointment very difficult uh I had a nurse friend who had said, you know, in the ER, she gets a heart attack at least once a week, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she hasn't had any in two and a half months. That's terrifying because that yes. means that people aren't going to the hospital when they're having a heart attack. Yeah. Because they're scared to get sick. And, you know, I think that's we're going to be seeing a lot of that, too, coming about with people needing medications. We're already seeing it in our community. People needing mm-hmm. medications stuff um insurance is not going through i mean it is not gonna see any bounds uh, i think yeah. that's another thing that we're going to be seeing soon is going to be a lot more even more than there are na- now uh medical care based fundraising is going to be huge here soon yeah um, I mean, my, my mother-in-law actually she is she's um well she's passed away now but she passed away like uh i guess a few weeks ago and she was always very, you know, she hated going to the doctor. She never wanted to see, mm-hmm. you know, she never wanted to take medicine or any of that stuff. And so when the news was talking about how overwhelmed healthcare workers were and she was not feeling well, she just said, I'm just going to, you know, wait and wait and wait. And so she waited until she literally had, she could not breathe anymore. She had, we found out she had congestive heart failure and her lungs filled up with fluid because her heart wasn't pumping the fluid correctly and something that could have easily just been like, go to the doctor, we'll put you on a diuretic and we'll check with you in a few days. Yeah. Something that could have easily have been a a doctor's visit turned into an emergency. She ended up on a ventilator. She passed away and none of us could go see her. We couldn't even have a funeral for her. And I'm, and I've been watching, you know, just, other people all over the interwebs talking about the same story. Mm-hmm. So that's what's, that's what's heartbreaking. I'm so and then you hear, you hear about like George Floyd getting like four funerals. Well, I know people that haven't even had a single funeral for their loved mm-hmm. one this month. So I just don't even, I just don't even know what's going on with our country right now. It's just ridiculous. It's, um, it's, it's, I'm so sorry for your loss first. I just really want to say that. Like, that is so heartbreaking to me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I'm with you, though, with this, with the fact that, like, the other thing that's extremely concerning to me, you know, uh, Sarah actually had her child during all of this. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like, congrats. Wow. <laughs> crazy everything is because. Yeah. Terrifying, like families don't even have voices for themselves now. Yeah. You know, people like when you have like your family, there in a hospital with you, like they're your voice, especially if you're on a ventilator and everything else, there's no exactly. representation for the individual. And I mean, this, is this can coincide and go in a lot with voluntarism and how we need to get out of government run healthcare, but I'm not going to really 
go I, we could do a whole separate podcast oh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah I it, it's just you know this is um this is going to be detrimental and we are going to see the effects of this for years to come and our children will pay for it and um, this is why everything has to change so I just hope that we one of the big things that really has got to change is that we've got to let family members go back into the the ER with back with their family members Right now, there are people that are, you know, going in for emergency situations. They don't even know what's wrong with them. Their their husbands, their wives, girlfriends, whatever, children can't go back there with them. And, you know, they're sick. So whatever the doctor tells them, they can't remember everything. You know, yeah. and I'm a nurse and I can't even remember half of what the doctor says in, in those types of situations sometimes. So yeah. I can't even imagine if I'm feeling sick and I'm scared how much I'm going to absorb. So that's why a family member needs to be there to advocate for the loved one in those types of situations, because sometimes yeah. doctors don't get it right. They don't, sometimes yeah. nurses and, you know, sometimes we don't get it right. That's why you need to have a loved one there to advocate for you. So that's, that has got to change and it still hasn't. And I, that's what, I, like what you're saying. I just feel like, I feel like probably we've, we've seen more people. I know in my County that I live in right now, we've had more people die from suicide. Mm. Yeah. And um, then we've had people who died from COVID, and I wouldn't be surprised if like people dying from heart attacks, like your nurse friend was talking about, people dying from complications from cancer. There's mm -hmm. probably we'll we'll probably find out the numbers, and it's going to be it will be like in the history books of like the worst handled government yes. situation ever. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's going to be evident. I know it's going to be evident to us on our community page very soon. I've been oh, yeah. waiting to, I, I just, I've been expecting it. I know that medical fundraisers are about to hit the all time high. Like I just, I already see it coming. And mm -hmm. like, that's the thing too, is when you're asking us like what fun, what, what fundraisers we kind of try to choose and run with, mm -hmm. it's just stuff that I know that's common knowledge. Like I know that eventually yeah. we're going to have to probably address this on a wide scale too. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to get nasty before it gets pretty. And I think that there is a shift though. Um, all elections aside, everything, I think people are just realizing that government efficiency doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, it's short lived, it's short never ever works in any degree any degree it just it just mm -hmm. doesn't it's people always gonna, it's always going to fail people are definitely questioning the overreaching government they're questioning both sides yeah, yeah. there's um definitely a revolution coming and i think i think we're also questioning what experts are because we've had yeah. people like you know dr fauci and dr burks they were our experts but they've been wrong about almost every single thing that they've predicted that this mm -hmm. whole you know, pandemic was going to turn into. And we've, the worst part of it is that we've, instead of people dying from the disease, we've had people like go out of business. We've had people commit suicide. We've had people who miss their chemotherapies. We've had so many more issues that were actually completely not even, a, these experts never even consider or thought of at all. And our government officials who we rely on, who are supposed to be able to rely on, let us down let us all yeah. down. And it's, it's government failure too, on all levels. Like it doesn't, it doesn't just stop here. Like it, with COVID too, it's like other things that are currently happening in um, mass media right now. I mean, it's like even the people who are supposed to protect us, like at some point we need to really evaluate government funded anything. Um, it's, it, it's, it leaves a lot of room for, for dirty things to happen. Absolutely. And, uh, I think that when people start seeing perhaps how things run under a truly free market, not one that's poisoned by corporatism, not one that's poisoned by cronyism, I mean, true mm -hmm. free market capitalism we're talking about here, like when people actually see it in action, when we cut out the middleman, I think it does appeal to people. I think people go, wow, so we do all of this for no reason, like when we could just do it all by ourselves. Um, and also so much waste and so also much. me and Sam talk about the, 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 it's like, okay, it's a bug's life. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> movie, it will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, I think people, Pixar. Have 
power we have. We fought a revolution over a 2% tax, and we are now almost taxed at 40% of our income. Did yeah. we get soft? Like, Very it's really soft. time to give the power back to people and allow for, for voluntary exchanges to mm-hmm. allow for things to be totally free market. Like, and that is how society really should operate. Um, mm-hmm. And I tell my friends all the time, like, you want to be introduced into voluntarism? Mises, Rothbard, you know, mm-hmm. introduce people to figures that truly know what they are talking about and and encourage them to read books, encourage them to look up articles. I mean, people have really got to start thinking for themselves. Like, even now with everything that's going on, I tell people all the time, just, just, just do your own research. Like if you really want to know something, really dig into it, really think about the figures who presented it. Um, and like I said, you know, I think that, I think Sam's right. I think there is a revolution that's coming. I think it's pretty much right around the bend. Yeah. In addition to doing your own research too, when you do research, don't create an echo chamber for yourself. Listen to the people you disagree with. I do it all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very good point. Exactly. It's still, um, even if, you know, they are wrong and I think it, it provides value by your honing your skill, you're sharpening your sword, you know, um, understanding where the other side's coming from helps you be able to, you know, isn't it like a, is it Lao Tzu or is it Sun? I, mm, Mm-mm, not gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm trying to say, but um, you know, you have to know the enemy in order to know how to fight. Yeah. Not that um, not that we're for violence yeah. or anything like that, but um, you know, even just trying to pose an argument and try to make your point, sell your ideas to somebody, you have to know where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah especially politically, like you want people to realize that like on either sides of the political spectrum is that they both have a common enemy. It's just getting them to recognize that common enemy. Um, And I think from there, you create a pathway that allows people to see a completely different side of the world. And once you see it, I've, I tell people all the time, like, when you go voluntarist, you just don't go back. Like, you just can never think the other way ever again. It's it's over. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way. I think so many people are just used to thinking about things in only one of two ways, red versus blue. Um, but when I started reading Ayn Rand and Rothbard, I was encountering philosophies and just ways of viewing the world that I had never encountered before. And it just opened up my mind so much and just Mm -hmm. helped me reframe everything and everything Mm -hmm. makes so much more sense now and two even just like coming into my own uh my own sort of experience with voluntarism like even in the last year I have grown so much with my own philosophy like Sam has taught me so much Sarah has taught me so much um our our director Logan has taught me the cores of so much I mean you just keep finding out that there's more and more to learn and it's just it's it doesn't ever stop it's always good to keep educating yourself and talking to other people. And I mean, if you would have talked to me three years ago, I would have considered myself a statist. And even then I wasn't that much of one, but Mm -hmm. I see like my memories on Facebook and I'm like, oh, Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've repented of them. They're, they're gone. (laughs) In the past, leave it in the past. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it is, I think, just piggybacking off of uh, stuff you all were saying, it's like, it is the most empowering philosophy that exists. And it really just giving the power and putting the power back in the hands of the individual. It's like, I I don't know what is cooler than that, too. It's just, and I think, um, Sam's right. There's something coming 
soon. And, you know, we already kind of were feeling it. I, even last year, I think we were feeling it like we're a part of a, a time where there is somewhat of a great awakening. And um, I really hope that it doesn't have to be a violent sort of revolution and that it's just like a, a very noticeable point where the awakening is enough so that we start seeing more and more of a difference. And, you know, I've been looking more into the idea of agorism just because it's like, you know, you're, you're get so much pressure to go vote, but like Sarah said, it's like really what you're doing is you're empowering one person who's the face. And then it's like a hundred other people behind the scenes that are like pushing pencils and making more red tape for businesses and making yeah. it just difficult to do anything. And it's like, we don't need any of that. And we could all just have like a farmer's market situation and go get what we all need from each other. Um, you know, say, hi, how are your kids doing? I need some bread. And, you know, it doesn't matter what color the other person is. Cause <laughs> you know, we all have yeah. needs as humans and, um, but we're all humans and capable of meeting other people's needs in a consensual nonviolent way. Yeah, exactly. I really think that is what should replace government welfare is community-based solutions because yes. who knows your own community's needs better than your community, not some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C., far yeah. away. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. For sure. And how good would it make those local liberals feel, right? You yeah. know, like they're, they're <laughs> fixing their community. Like they don't have to pay taxes anymore to this government that's just simply not doing the job that they're supposed to be doing. And then they can actually take that money that is being stolen from their paychecks and actually, you know, give it towards uh, the community yeah. that they live in and uh, directly and in, a, in a way that would benefit them all more. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know, that seems so far-fetched and, uh, you know, utopian. <laughs> and that's, that's why I said it's almost about changing the way that people think. Because, like, you really have to, people just don't see another way. It's like we've been so conditioned and indoctrined to believe that the government is the answer of all things. And I think for like, like I said, it's like you have to change the way people think about things. You have to really mm -hmm. get down to their core and try and represent represent to them this idea that government should not exist at all. And that's hard. That's really hard. And you have to really step up and sort of work up to it. Yeah, no, I think um, we just lost Jessie for a second. I'm sure she'll be right back. Her computer yeah. is ancient. Um, but uh, in the in the vein of voluntarism, somebody in our online community got Jesse a free used laptop so that she could participate and be this uh, be a, a co-host of this podcast. So, you know, yeah. it's just and that awesome. I mean, so it, it is stuff like, you know, anarchy happens every day um, and it's just trying to explain how that is the case to other people i guess the first step would just be um i think sam made a good point you know we should be not so i'm really talking to myself like not so self-censoring that i don't speak my mind and i don't post my ideas because uh, you know there's other people like me that sit and read and absorbed and i was yeah. reading Facebook, like ideas and like going down rabbit holes, following links. I was doing all of that for months before I realized, crap, I guess I am a libertarian. Yeah. And then, you know, again, it's just like from there, that's only the beginning. But because there's just so much more information. And then it kind of all just for me, at least it, the when it when I read it in and like it sat with me, it's like, this is about as natural as breathing. And I yeah. think, I think um, it's such a worthwhile idea to spread. And I'm very glad that you guys reached out and found us and that you guys are all doing the work that you're doing because, you know, it is, it is hard for, and a lot of people, you know, abdicate their 
responsibility to help the poor, help the downtrodden. They like to give it to the government and feel good about it and like it's being taken care of because that's easy, right? You go, you go do your voting, check, check. And, um, you know, the, the problems are solved, right? But like, yeah. that is, that's not how it works. Not you how know it that works. I know that any honest person can see that that doesn't work, but you know, that there is an alternative and something as easy to, um, as easy to find as things are on the internet these days. Like, thank you guys for being there and doing this work. Wow. More volunteers. Any, anyone listening who wants to jump on board with us, just send us an email and tell us digital content creators. Yes. Yes, Calling all digital content creators. (laughs) Grant writers would be amazing too. (laughs) We are getting, yeah. There aren't many of us, so it's hard to keep up sometimes. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. And um, so for all those listening who are interested, I think you guys have mentioned um, throughout the episode various ways to contact you. But just what what are the easiest ones, easiest places and best um, best ways for others to get involved? OK, so uh, Sam, you want to take that? Um, yeah, sure. The easiest way to get involved is probably through Facebook with our VIA community. Um, we have a large following on Instagram as well. Um, a lot going on there. Um, and if you want to contact us directly, we're info at viaction.org. Um, am I missing anything else? We have Twitter. Um, we have a podcast coming. Instagram. Um, Instagram is pretty much dominated by me. So you're probably talking to me if you, if you're on Instagram (laughs) and you're going through there. Um, yeah, Twitter is dominated by the amazing Jeff Perry. Shout out to Jeff Perry, which is Sarah's, uh, (laughs) beau. And (laughs) he dominates the Twitter platform. And like, like we said, uh, you can contact us through the main page through, um, Voluntarism in Action on Facebook. Um, we get a ton of messages a day, but we answer them as quickly as possible. And if you get involved in the community group, you can have a lot of direct contact with us, specifically me, Sam and Sarah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and too, if you're if you're listening to this and you need some help during the um, COVID-19 pandemic, everything that's going on, we have inquiry forms on our page and everything. Um, if you need help, you can reach out to us for that too. And join our VIA community, post your campaigns, post your, um, sorry, not campaigns, post your charities, post your fundraisers and yeah. And if you know any small businesses. Yes. Yes. We are also helping. We're also helping small businesses who've been affected by the riots right now. Well, let us know about that and we can help you out there too. I love it. Um, Jesse is back. Jesse, hey. um, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to ask them or say before we call it a night and sign off? Um, I don't think so. I think you guys do a great thing. And I just, I'm really glad to be associated with the voluntarist movement because of people like you. So thank you. Well, thank you. We're so happy that you exist too. And it's so nice. Like <laughs> other people <laughs> Areas. It's so nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> and We're so thankful for our podcast up and running. And also, we'll too, like, <laughs> thank you for what y'all do because you spread the message of voluntarism too, and that is so important, so important. And so, thank you for that too because you are also helping the world change. So, <laughs> well, thank you. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> You just never know what uh, a seed planted can do. It can take years, but you guys are scattering the seeds for us. So, yes. And that's so important. Well, hopefully we'll direct some seeds your way. Listeners um, hop to it and I'm going to join the online community and see what else I can get involved in because it is, um, it's, it feels hopeless sometimes like, but um, you know, it, It'll be a nice way to actually, you know, help the boots on the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll feel so good when you're in there. It makes you feel so good about the world. I mean, just everyone is so kind and giving and loving and 
it just really solidifies our message and what we stand for. And that's the individual helping the individual. Yep. And it's like, uh, you know, something that comes from the work and ideas of Mary, Dr. Dr. Mary Ruart, like love is liberty and, um, you know, mm-hmm. liberty is, yes. is love. And yeah. so it's just, this is where it is guys. This is the future. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, because I think everything else is a waste of time and it's probably a movement in the wrong direction. So, yes. I mean, we got to work that out for us, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, so if you were listening, thanks again for joining um, Voluntarism in Action here with the Voluntary Vixens. As for us, you know where to find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can email us. Jesse, do people ever email um, email us? You know what? I'll have to check. I haven't. I haven't seen anything in a while, so no. I mean, I, Most of I, us I like who uses email through Facebook days. or Instagram for sure or Twitter. Yep, whatever. Pick your poison. Um, we're there, and so we'll talk to everybody soon. See you next time. In the meantime, keep it sane. Keep it peaceful. Keep it voluntary. Mm-hmm.